Welcome to the Laundry Hour, a podcast encouraging stay-at-home moms to fulfill their God-given and extraordinary purpose in their seemingly ordinary lives. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Last time on the Laundry Hour, we talked about ideals, ideals such as ambition, purpose, dreams, friendships even, seeking to live an accomplished life, defining for ourselves what is the ideal woman, or in this case, what is the ideal girl. That kind of leads us in today's topic for the Laundry Hour. But first, if you are new, welcome. I am so happy to have you. We are currently going through a book called Beautiful Girlhood by Karen Andriola. And it's kind of um, a series in my seeking to be faithful. I started with reading a book by Elizabeth Elliot called Let Me Be a Woman and thinking about myself now, how do I walk in being the woman that God has called me to be? I have two little girls. How do I teach them how to walk into being the girls God has called them to be? It's interesting. It's cool. Um, I think this is the third episode of this series, so if you haven't, I would encourage you to go back and listen. Today, we're going to talk about a new awakening. Thinking about the last two, well, yeah, the last two, thinking about how do we build our character? We give our children kind of the building blocks, if you will, and they choose um, who they will become. And then there are ideals as far as dreams and ambitions, things that they want to accomplish in their life. And I appreciated how Karen continues the book with the oils of life in this next chapter. Things like kindness, politeness, patience, thoughtfulness, and consideration. She kind of uses the analogy of if you have some machinery, you need to oil it so that it can actually move and do what you've you know, what you've designed it to do. And I think we all know that politeness goes a long way. Kindness goes a long way. Being thoughtful of others, considerate of others, as well as just being patient in general, where it, when it, whether it goes to traffic or <laughs> um, with someone at work or with your children, patience actually allows for things to happen, even though it is a... <laughs> A hot commodity that sometimes is really hard for us to find but if we can obtain all of those things our ideals our aspirations will take place if that makes sense I like how she continues talking about home life I enjoyed this one because it was different than what I assumed the chapter was going to be about. She eventually says that learning to be a good daughter and a good sibling prepares a girl to be a good wife and a good mom. That makes sense to me. If I have learned as a daughter how to obey and submit to my parents, I learned how to submit to my husband. If I learned how to care for my siblings, especially if I'm the older sibling, but even if I'm the younger, I've learned how to care for children, care for hopefully my children. If I'm watching my mom take care of the home, I'm learning from her. If I'm watching my father um, love my mom, I'm learning how I'm supposed to be loved, as well as watching how um, my father loves me. 
Um, She continues the chapter with family time or daddy-daughter dates, um, understanding that sometimes the mothers and the children spend more time. So having time with the father one-on-one, how special that is, not only for little girls, but little boys as well. Um, It's just, it gets me all excited. My husband and I were talking about this the other day. Um, He asked me, like, what is your uh, biggest fear for me as a parent? We talked about that for both of us as well as our biggest joy. And I told him my biggest joy is that I am so excited for you to do with these little girls what I dreamed um, daddies are supposed to do with their little girls. Um, My dad was present. He was home. I'm very grateful for how he worked and and how he provided for our family. Um, But he wasn't emotionally there for me. And... um, and sometimes he would take me on dates, and sometimes we did things like that, um, but it wasn't consistent. And, of course, we can always look back and say, oh, I wish this, I wish that. Um, but my joy is that I'm excited for um, for the dates they'll have and the time they'll spend together and, and for my daughters to learn um, what it's like to be loved by their father their earthly father, but of course their heavenly father as well. I think it's also pretty interesting that she continues talking about getting dressed and going out. We had a chapter once before in character where where we talked about adorning ourselves and, and beauty, but now we're talking about what we wear and what we look like when we go out. And I appreciated it because we could say, well, she talked about that already, but really, let's be honest, what we look like is a recurring theme for women. (laughs) It's important when we're three, it's important when we're seven, it's important when we're 15, it's important when we're 23, like, it is a topic that's going to continue coming up, and I appreciate how she brought it back, Um, because one chapter is not enough. It's important that we continue to ask ourselves, how do we adorn ourselves? And that takes that brings me to the new awakening. Um, she says that assuming that your children haven't had this moment before, there will come a time where there's a, a, a an awareness of themselves, of others, but most importantly of God. It could be because something bad happens. It could be because something really great happens. It could be because the sun shined brightly in an interesting afternoon while they're sitting outside and they're thinking about something you said yesterday and the Holy Spirit is right there. Who knows when it could happen? It could be when they're cleaning their room, <laughs> like, when they bring home um, a really hard assignment. I don't know, but there's going to be a moment in all of our lives where we have to, where we come to a place where we must acknowledge who God is and who he is to us, where we have a choice to build our character. We have a choice to dream a dream. We have a choice to obey or not. And the hope is that in that moment, they will put their faith in Christ. Now, there are lots of moments, lots of choices, lots of opportunities, lots of things. And hopefully at each one, we will 
they will put their faith in Christ. Just like for us, at each moment, we will put our faith in Christ. And I think this is kind of the pinnacle of the book, um, or the climax, really, uh, that a Christian womanhood is the only perfect womanhood. She continues by saying that Christian girlhood, there, therefore, is the only perfect girlhood. Here's why. All the ideals, all the character attributes, even the oils of life or how to understand home life, how to actually decide how we want to adorn ourselves and what beauty means to us. All of those things come from a place that are deeper than us or even higher than us. That's not just something that we can fully choose or say are true. They come from God. And how we understand them is by knowing him. Telling a girl to dress modestly just because she should isn't going to make her want to do it necessarily. Unless there's something inside her that really desires to do so. And I think even then, I believe that a desire is coming from the Lord. But I think about how all of the things that we want to give them lead them to this moment desiring for them to have a character that looks like Jesus giving them ideals um, that look like Jesus um, doing things in the home that will lead them to Jesus is all leading them to this moment so that when it happens they can look back and think about all of the things that mom and dad have said, all of the things that they've seen mom and dad do, all of the things that they've done with mom and dad, and say, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense now. I understand what they've been trying to tell me my whole life. In this moment, in this instant, I get it. I want to put my faith in you, Jesus. Is it going to perfectly happen like that? I don't know. I pray so. But that's the moment that we're all waiting for. The moment that there is an awakening where the Holy Spirit opens their eyes and their ears to who he is. and changes them from the inside out. And then that little girl has different desires, different dreams, different eyes, a different heart. She desires obedience. She desires submission. She desires humble ambition. She desires to put her love life under Christ's authority. And those aren't stifling, mean things for her. Those are free things for her. She desires those things from the inside out. And and that's going to just radically change who she decides to become and, and who she follows and therefore who she mirrors and therefore who she radiates. This is the moment that we're waiting for. Everything that we do is pointing to this moment. It makes me think about the Old Testament. I'm currently reading through Leviticus Just don't do that. It's actually pretty awesome. It's all about God's holiness, and it's all about how we should be seeking holiness. Everything in the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. Every every law that he wrote, every statute that he gave, 
every festival, every feast. Everything pointing to Jesus. So that, so much so, excuse me, that once you get to Jesus, do those other things make sense? Ah, I understand why you gave me a Sabbath now. Because now, in Jesus, I understand that I truly am resting from my work. Wow. I get it. I understand why he gave us sacrifices. Because now, in Jesus, I understand that his death is the perfect sacrifice. His blood covers my sin. Oh, I get it. I get it now. Sometimes for people, this happens in college. For me, it happens in college. Where everything... uh, Now, granted, I have lots of click moments after this first click moment. (laughs) But it seems like things made sense. Like, oh, wait. I understand why I've grown up in church learning about my sin. Oh, I have sinned against God. I need to be forgiven from from it. I want Jesus. I get it now. <laughs> Was I um, blind to my sin? Potentially. But in that moment, was I awakened to my need for Jesus? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I pray that in everything that we do, and how we raise our children and how we discipline them and how we disciple them, that everything would be pointing to the moment that they put their faith in Jesus. Let's give them everything they need so when that moment comes, they are fully equipped and prepared for not only that moment, but for everything afterwards. Obviously, we're still going to be there to continue to raise, discipline, and disciple them. But I hope that this encourages, equips, and challenges you and me to to be faithful moms as we raise these little girls or boys. Can I pray over you? (sighs) Father, you're good. You are so good. We don't deserve how good you are to us. But we are very grateful. (laughs) We're very grateful to be your children, to be in your family, to know you and be known by you, to be given responsibility in some way that you trust us enough to trust you (laughs) uh, with your children, that you allow us to call our children. Help us to love you more than anything else and love our husbands, love our children as ourselves, that we would be good examples, good teachers, and and fellow believers just walking alongside our children and leading them to you because you are the actual mirror of who our character should be like, of what our character should be like, and what our ideals should be. Awaken us to the knowledge of who you are, 
that our lives may forever be changed. And we just pray now because salvation belongs to you, God. We have no control over it. We just entrust our children to you and ask that you would open their eyes and soften their hearts that they may put their faith in you, Jesus. Help us to be great and good stewards that we be faithful in teaching them who you are and how to follow you, giving them everything that they need so when that moment comes, they are prepared. They know how to answer in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. If you like today's episode, please subscribe. If you love it, please share. If you got to have it, please write a review. I really, really would like to hear what you have to say. And if you want more, please tune in to next week. I think we will be finishing the book. I am not fully sure, but I have a thought that that's going to happen. So I'm excited. I hope you are looking forward to it. And I hope this has been um, encouraging to you as it has been to me. So, with that, I will, of course, leave you with 2 Peter 1-2. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ rest on you and your families. I love you.